What's up, everybody? This is Kurt Dimer, and you're watching After Shocks TV. Peace and love. Yeah, so the news for me right now, I mean, the big thing that I'm watching and a lot of people are is the Sammy Hagar tour, which he just announced, you know, two weeks ago mm -hmm. or so when he was on at Stern Show and whatever. But, you know, when you got Joe Satriani on the stage and you got Sammy Hagar on the stage and you got, you know, uh, Jason Bottom on the stage and you got Michael Anthony on the stage, that's got my attention. But not only that is that, you know, obviously he's playing all the Van Hagar. And unusually enough, if you look at that right there, special guest lover boy, can someone fucking please explain that to me? Like, seriously, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, I, uh, it wouldn't be my first uh, choice, but, you know, I mean. I, mean, I, I don't hate lover boy, but come on. He could have done so much better than that. I mean, I agree. who's yeah. I don't. I, listen, I'm not a big fan, so I can't really talk from a point of, you know, education with the band. But how many seats are they going to? They're, they're playing sheds, you know, 15 20,000 seaters, whatever. Mm. How many people are ever going to bring to the state? I don't know, right? I've got nothing. But what's <laughs> interesting about that is, is that you never really see this on a tour poster. He's almost giving you the set list at the bottom yes. of the tour poster. Yep. <laughs> I love that. that. I like so he's that. making sure, he's making sure. Listen, guys, these are the deep cuts, you know. Obviously, it's best of, um, you know, best of all worlds, which is very good play on words. And he does have running with the devil down there, I think. So yep. he's obviously kind of alluding that he's going to play a couple of DLR, uh, DLR songs. But, um, you know, I think it's, um, you know, it's kind of coming on the back of the collections release, which they had just a couple of weeks ago. So there's an appetite for this music because it hasn't been played in so long. And, you know, Matt, when you go back and look at those YouTube clips or, you know, the obviously the live Van, Hil Van Halen, um, you know, DVD and uh, CD that was recorded you know, many, many years ago, that fucking band right there, obviously with, with Eddie, and with Alex, we're on fire live, oh, yeah. and I think we're going to get a piece of that. Yeah, and, and you know, and it's great you just brought up about. Yeah, you're right. This is the first time I've ever seen a flyer announcing, you know, the set list, or for yeah. at least most of it. And what's even great, it's not even just it's yeah. not even just the Sammy Hagar classics. Whether his solo stuff for Van Halen, you've even got some Montreux City. You got Rock Candy in there. That's right. You know. That's so, right. I, so I mean, this and I, I like this because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm the type of guy I like to kind of know. I know everyone has their, you know, everyone's different opinion with that. I, I do like to kind of know what they're going to play because I also I don't want to go there and and know. All right, they didn't play this or didn't play that. I kind of like to know. And like it says here and more. So this is just obviously a good sample, sure. a good thick sample of what they're going to play. And yeah, I'm excited to see this as well, Ben. You know, this is they're playing over here uh, as well pretty close to me, but you know, in August. So um, I'm excited, man. Obviously there was the whole thing with this about David Lee Roth, mm. right. Who kind of, you know, I think just, you know, uh. the, I mean, I'm kind of over the whole David Lee Roth and Hagar kind of messing with each other. It's, it's, it's kind of old by now, you know, it's just like, I mean, you know, he kind of called Sammy's bluff a bit about, yeah, come on out David. And then Dave's like, let's do it. He's like, no, I'm not, not saying the whole tour. Um, but I, Listen, I, See, yeah. I, I think Sammy kind of Sammy needs to shut the fuck up talking about David Lee Roth. He does. Just, I agree. Just stop, right? Stop I mean, Sam, Sammy's a legend, right? He, I mean, he's, I love, I'm a huge fan, so I'm saying mm -hmm. this from a fan perspective, whether it's Montrose, obviously, you know, with Van Hagar and then his solo stuff. I mean, I, I was listening to Sammy, Sammy before Van Hagar, but mm. he keeps bringing up the past all the time. He wrote the book read the book, you know, quite, quite kind of cutting in places and he let Eddie mm. Van Halen have it. And 
I think I read a couple of interviews where he said he regretted that, but nonetheless, he said his piece, and that's what a book should be. Just stop. Just just play your music. Shut up. Get on with it. And what he said was, he said, "Okay, Eddie, or let our Friday and slip." You know, David, let's go and play a couple of songs. And Dave said, I'm ready. And he says, no, I don't want you. So I said, well, why did you fucking say it in the first exactly. place? Exactly. That was just that was just dumb for me. So just play your music. Shut up and dribble. You know, just get on with it. Yeah, we're, we're this isn't, you know, like you just broke up. This was in the early 2000s. It's like, look, man, you know, it's 2023, 2024 now, I should say. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's time to just stop already. This is celebration of Van Halen. Let's be honest, you know, mainly, you know what I mean? Obviously, it's Sammy's, you know, his show. It's his, a lot of his songs, of course, but it's not just his songs. He's got David on there. So if you're going to play the guy's songs, man, you're going to celebrate him. Just let him be, man. Stop fucking with the guy. You know what I mean? We Let's all, I love both Van Halen's too, man. I love both Hagar and, and David Lee Roth. I think, yep. I think for the most part, most people do. You know, even some I think of those old people, you know, the, old, the the people who didn't like Hagar, the Van Hagar stuff. Originally, I think when they go back now, you, you know, I think a lot of them are having like a, a second opinion now and going like, you know what, maybe this stuff is pretty good now that Eddie's gone. And say, you know, that's what happens, right? Sometimes when people, uh, you know, move pass pass away, people listen to certain things that have maybe a different perspective mm. of it. And I think a lot of people might have not been a huge Hagar fan, I'm maybe starting to appreciate it a little bit more than than they have in the past. One thing, though, I'm looking at the set list and I'm like, man, I, I don't know how they can't play Dreams, though. You know what I mean? I, I wish that was on. You can't I hope sing they it. do play that. I, you know? I, I, you don't I think, think he so? can't sing it. I think there's a no. couple. No, honestly, I think he actually said it. I heard him on Trunk or Stern or whatever, and he was okay. talking about it. There's a couple of songs that he decided just he's not going to do because he can't do them justice. So I think okay. there's probably a couple of big hits there that he's, you know, Sammy is what, 70. Four, I'm guessing. I don't know. He's up like there. That. Yeah, he's right up there. And no, he is missing a pitch. I mean, I'm not a singer, so you know, I can throw stones like you know, like <laughs> not. But my sure. point is, is that like you know, he is he's getting older, and he cannot do what he used to do. He's fucking 74. Like I mean, yeah. he's not in his 30s anymore singing those pitch songs. So there's probably a couple of tracks he's not going to play. And then, quite frankly, I don't want to hear him if he can't do him justice. I don't. Expect I agree. You to be Sammy of 35 again or whatever age you were when you sang those songs. But if you can't do it justice, leave it out. I'm gonna I'm I got my ticket, I think it's July or something. I'm gonna have two hours of Sammy Hagar. I'm gonna have a couple of beers, have a great night, walk home and go, fuck yeah. And I've never seen Sammy live, one of the very few artists I've never actually seen live. So this is a big deal for me because I'm a big fan. That's just a big fan of his music, big fan of Sammy. Yeah, I haven't seen him live either, so this is going to be the first time for myself. And I yep. agree with you. You're right. It, it, it is true. That song, he sings very high. And like you said, 74 years old, I mean, it's impossible to do that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I yeah, respect yeah. him for that. I respect, you know, uh, I respect his vocalists, especially, obviously. If they can't do it justice, and if it's if they're going to chop it up, they yeah. just don't do it at all. And so I, I agree with you. I think that's a good move. Nice, Sammy, uh, yeah. with that then as well. But yeah, looking forward to that as well, man. Fantastic. Sure. All, all right. So yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I want to talk about here real quick. Is you know, there's been some disappointing news um, it, it, to me in the world of metal. Uh, sure. Sepultura, yeah, they're celebrating 40 years as a band, and they've announced their farewell tour. Uh, you know, it's a global tour, uh, which means and this came kind of out of nowhere, man. Like I, I didn't see this coming at all there was no talk about them possibly nothing you know being done now the only thing i can think of obviously you know guitarist andreas i know his wife recently passed you know so this might have had something to do with it you know what i mean um obviously you know you you know i get it man look they've been at it for so long and you know how how long i mean look 40 years is 40 40 years years, you know i mean 
Now, of course, this is now bringing up a lot of, you know, just like with Van Halen. Now, with Sepultura, it's a similar situation, right? You have, sure. one, you know, a lot of people say, well, this isn't really Sepultura anyway, right? No Cavalera, no Sepultura, <laughs> right? Now, I'll be honest with you, for a long time, that I was kind of like that, man. I wouldn't say I was kind of like that. I really was that. Sure. You know, when, when they, you know, when, when, when Max left, you know, their first record came out back in 98 uh, against, or 99, I should say. Um, I was not a fan of that record. And I, and I even gave it a chance even recently again. I still, I still don't like it. I think it's not a good record. But because of that, I never gave them really a chance at that. I just said, I saw them live when that happened. They were on the Tattoo of the Earth tour in, in 2000, and I saw them live. Right. And they were okay. But I was like, you know, man, I just, without Max to me at the time, I was like, they're just not the same. So for years, I just never really paid too much attention to them. You know, <laughs> I only recently did around 20 in 2020 when they put out their last record, Quadra, I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a good listen. And man, what a great record that was. And not only yeah. that, I, I love that record so much that I was like, you know, I had, and, you know, I knew some people that are like, dude, you're crazy. You got to go back. You know, Chris A can be one of them. You got to check out That's right. the other albums. And I said, you know, I'm going to. And I did. And holy shit, man. I'm, I feel like such an idiot for, you know, really just, just you know, d dismissing them all these years because some of those albums are just phenomenal. You know, I mean, the last four records, the four or five records they put out really are fucking great. And I gave it such a, a you know, a, a new, I just had a new mindset towards it. And I'm a huge fan. And I saw them uh, about almost two years ago, right after, you know, when live music started coming back out. I had tickets to see them with Sacred Reich and Crowbar. Sure. Uh, they still, you know, still did that tour a few years after the pandemic. And man, they were phenomenal. And I was just like, all right, I'm this now huge fan of Derek Green and Sepultura. Yeah. And now I'm just really disappointed that it's it's going to be gone. But we'll get one more tour. But it is disappointing, man. So what's your uh, you know what's your your comments on this? Uh, a couple of things about what you said. I think it's right. It, it literally came out of nowhere because I saw I saw Sepultura uh, play uh, this year. They played with Creator. I think I saw them mm -hmm. uh, May or something like that. Whatever it was. Okay. And uh, it was I can't remember it was a double headline tour or whatever it was, but. Anyway, uh, the gig was phenomenal. The I remember the lasers were just unbelievable, and they were on fire. And I was looking back on a couple of interviews, like obviously do some res for research for the show today, you know, mm. going back a few years ago, not even two years ago, and they were talking about how much they're looking forward to keeping going. There was no sign of retirement. So something has happened in the, in the last year, perhaps. I mean, because they mm. were on fire, yeah. you know, going back, um, you know, just a couple of months ago, I saw them and I just said, holy shit, boss, creator and the tour in one evening. Like I'm, I was just, you know, my ears are ringing for days, but something happened the last couple of days, last year. And we don't know what it is. It could be personal. Maybe they've got, they're going different ways. Derry Queen is doing something else. Who knows? But I, I had the pleasure of seeing Sepultura three times. I saw, I saw him in Dublin. I think it was on the Chaos ID tour. I think we spoke mm. about that. Um, yeah. 89, 90, can't remember the exact, exact date. I have the ticket stuff upstairs. I saw him in Donington in oh, 1996, okay. right? Nice. 1996. And I actually have, I have the, if I can find it, but I, I wrote down, um, I think it was Kiss. It was uh, Biohazard. Uh, it was uh, Doggy Dog, oh, wow. Paradise Lost, nice. Fear Factory, whatever it was, all together. Wow, but great. Max Cavalier was with them, but he didn't sing. Because his son, I think he did, got sick or was in an accident. If somebody could look back in the timeline, really, so he didn't actually sing. He, no, he did not sing live. Oh, interesting. Uh, so I was going, God damn it! Like I was in Donington with eighty thousand people and all the Sepultura fans and all their Brazilian soccer T-shirts on, and we're all kind of. And they announced this from the stage. So 
you know, and obviously I saw them just a couple of months ago, but you know, they're a great band. Their last album, Quadra, exactly a super strong awesome. release. Um, you know, they got the energy live, they got and they're different. That's the thing about mm-hmm. Sepultura. They've got something different to add. Um, they kind of they they go across like different facets of the the metal genre. So it was a yeah. big surprise for me when I saw like we're done. I was going, wow, holy shit balls. And I like to think they're a band with integrity that when they say they're done, they're not gonna do a kiss or a mm-hmm. Judas Priest or whoever and just keep on doing this shit for years. But you know, you know, hats off to Sepultura, they made their mark and you don't really hear you know that 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 genre of music coming from South America, like with this kind of um this breath. I mean, I want to see them in Dublin, Donington, and they were they were a big band in Europe back in the day too, no question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, also too. You know, the one thing about them is, I'm sure they're going to do some shows still in Brazil, but mm. you know, I mean, they are sort of like the you know Metallica of Brazil. I mean, they're you know, oh, yeah. I remember I remember years ago, you know, um, I had a coworker who was from Brazil, man. I talked to him years ago in a prime and. And even he, even though he wasn't a huge metal fan, he was like, "Oh yeah, man, Sepultura." I mean, you know, they everyone loves them there. They're, they're, you know, they're like, you know, they're up there, obviously, with the legends, you know, um, in that country. And um, you know, like I said, Andreas, you know, he's such a great guitarist too. You know, I think it was one of those things when when Max left and he went to Soulfly. I think you you could kind of see. I hate to say, I mean, this is the KISAD. And you listen to those riffs. Those are that's Andreas. You know what I mean? That's, monster, that's not Max. Monster riffs. That's, that's him. Right. You know, and he carried that that style over all the you know throughout the years. He continued that. So, like I said, for all the people who are no Cavalera, no Sepultura, uh, sorry, no, that's that's wrong. Yeah, fuck that. I, I fuck agree that with is you. right. Yeah, and, and this is you no know, disappointing news, but I'm hoping we get to see it one more time uh, when they come to the states, which they should be. And so, you know, I, I will. You know, we will get to celebrate it one more time. Now, just quickly, I just want to bring one other uh, thing up, you know, because, you know, here it is, a, a farewell tour. We're seeing all these farewell tours going on, not just with the legend, you know, the legacy bands like Kiss and so forth, yeah. you said, with Sepultura. Now, this other one I'm going to bring up uh, looks like this is probably going to be um, possibly, you know, the last, I think, tour for these two bands themselves as well, which, again, you know, it's just, I just, I, I hate seeing this last, you know, yeah, you know, these last shows and tours and stuff, but um, this is going to be another What's great tour. I can't wait from. We got Vi- Voivod and Prong. You know what I mean? Now we're talking some, you know, Voivod. Of course, everyone knows. You know the the progressive thrash band. You know from Canada, from Montreal. That were you know part of that sort of second or third wave of thrash that was going on there in the late eighties uh, into the nineties. Prong, of course, groove metal kings, along with bands like Sepultura and Pantera, who really carried metal in the uh in the 90s when metal was sort of not in its its best place um this is supposedly gonna be i believe the end of the road possibly for prong uh as well because um just some things that been hearing and seeing this might be it you know tommy victor who leads prong he's got like two infants as a guy's like 60 years old he's got two kids that are like two and, and like six months yeah so i well, mean I- so he's this is probably it for him. I would, I would kind of, kind of think he might maybe do one other record after this. But they just put out a great record uh, in October, "State of Emergency," one of their best records they put out in years. It really goes back to their old school '90s sound. And Voivod, you know, I've right. never seen Voivod, so I'm really excited to see this. Uh, as you see, this is a tour here in the U.S., North America, I should say. Um, if it, they're playing in your town, if you don't know much about both of these bands, check them out because they're both a little off the beaten path than your traditional thrash metal bands they always the both of them had always did a little bit you know had a little progressiveness into them and just did things a little a little different a little alternative if you want to call it. i don't hate that i hate that term alternative but they just did yeah. something different you know what i mean 
Um, and so I'm excited to see this, but this could be it in the road for these two legendary bands as well. Voivod, obviously, they're legends in Canada. Everyone loves them there. They're going to the Thresh, uh, the legends in that country. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Are you, uh, is this, are you into Voivod or Prong at all time? Are the, are you yeah, ready? I mean, obviously, yeah. I know there's not a, there's not a metal band alive. I don't know who they are. So I'm not sure. going to claim to be an Uber fan. And that's the one thing I like to do on this show is just give you like an honest, yeah. opinion if i don't know something or i don't know the back their discography I'll, I'll let you know obviously but you know i mean these are two bands that they're like they're two legacy bands with 30 40 years history probably going back to mid 80s i'm guessing particularly mm -hmm. for vivod and their recent releases i know vivod had an album release mm -hmm. i think it was this year like a rehash of like a deep cuts and whatever and that was actually pretty good but yeah. you know two recent two two older bands still releasing music in 22 23 and doing a farewell but I'm actually surprised by the tour dates because it only goes on from February to March, from what I can see. So mm. I'm guessing this is probably leg one of, yeah, you know, multiple legs throughout the U.S. They're not playing Charlotte there, I can see. But you know, if it was um, a farewell tour, then you know, downtown Charlotte, uptown Charlotte is like 30 minutes for me. I would 100% go and see that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Voiva, as, as I don't know if people really know, but. You know, uh, Metallica, the bassist Jason sure. Newstead. Jason Newstead, yeah. He was in Voivod for, for some time, right. obviously. So, the, uh, like I said, a different band, really different from that. a lot of those thrash metal bands back in the 80s. But uh, a great band nonetheless, man. This is on the great tour. So, if they're playing right there, if you're in one of those cities, you know, I would check suggest everyone go check them out. Absolutely. All That's right. It. So, let's, um, Tom, let's get to now. We'll talk to our track. We'll get to our tracks as we talk about. We want to play one track. Uh, sure. from, uh, you know, like I said, an obscure band, a new band, and an older band you just discovered and so forth, or just a track from a legendary artist that is pretty damn solid, which is, I know, a track that you picked out. Talk about your track for the show. Okay, so my I, I, the track of the week, basically, mostly if you hear track of the week, and we kind of stole this and focus on metal, sorry, Scott, but, you know, really mm -hmm. what it is is that it's not track of the week that came out this week or, you know, the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. This is a track that could be new something that maybe i just discovered late in life or something i just going back on sometimes you put you know you put an ipad your ipod or your phone on shuffle and you go fuck i forgot about that and we can bring this back up so it doesn't have to be new because that keeps us to new tracks only but in saying that my song is totally new with all that bullshit but it's not from a new artist bruce dickinson's new track and mm -hmm. uh i think this song is tremendous obviously tourney of soul has gone back a couple of years ago right now you know, Rye Z is involved again, but this song just kicks ass. It is heavy as fuck. This is what he couldn't do and made it, and I think he's got this absolutely perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, this is a, a great track called Afterglow of uh, Ragnarok. Um, I think so, too. You know, one thing about that's great about Bruce Dickinson, you know, when I was listening to this track that, that I thought of, for one, I mean, if you see Iron Maiden live, obviously, this guy can still mm -hmm. do it. I mean, as good as yep. anybody. I mean, at his age. And he's still just yep. running around like, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how he does it, man. I don't know how he does it. I really don't, man. He's he's just always been not just a phenomenal voice, but just quite the showman on top of it. You know what I mean? He's got more energy than uh, I think any of us combined at his age. It's unbelievable what he can do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one thing I was listening to, you know, listening to, to the track, I was listening to it. One thing that stuck out to me was mm. you know if you think of all these classic metal singers whether it's halford and all them you know one thing i always loved about dickinson and i love about i love vocalists that can do this is you know they don't they don't just sit there and you know get into you know they, he won't just go falsetto just to just to show off and just yeah. to jerk himself off you know what i mean it's like 
he'll use it when it's called for, you know? And I love in this track, what's great, because, you know, this isn't obviously Iron Maiden, right? You know, musically, mm -hmm. you know, so you're not, you don't have a lot of the, you know, Iron Maiden always plays clean. You know what I mean? They, they, don't, they play standard tuning and clean. Sure. They, they don't drop, you know, tune or nothing. And so, but I hear, you know, Bruce Dickinson with a little bit of a drop tune, you know, whether it's E or C or whatever it is, um, which he does on this, you know, I, I like it because like, you know, it's sort of like a, almost like a doomy type of, you know, song. It's a little bit slower. It's not your typical upbeat gallop and Iron Maiden stuff. Nope. And it still nope. sounds so great, you know? So it's like, I love hearing his voice over other music besides just Iron Maiden's music. You know what I mean? And that's the greatest thing I think about his solo stuff, especially on this track is, he could just do so many different things and he can do it to so many different styles of rock sure. and metal, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I don't, I've, I've watched the video. I don't think anybody can understand what the video is about, but it's very him because, you know, yeah. Bruce is very eclectic and he has a different style and he's, you know, he's written many books, many solo albums. We know he's a fencer and he's an airline pilot, whatever. So he's just, a, he's not your, your average metal rock singer like a Rob Halford. But mm. um, I just think the song is awesome. But even some of the musicians, and I was just looking this up actually, like Dave Marino, um, who played on Tyranny of Souls? So he's bringing him over. Um, mm. There's a, a, a um, an Italian keyboard player. I gotta look this up called Mysteria. No, I heard, never heard mm. him. I gotta okay. be honest. But he's a classical, mm. also a hard rock el um, element. But here's the good news: Tanya O'Callaghan is his bass player, and Tanya O'Callaghan is Irish. O'Callaghan, go figure. Obviously, but she was actually <laughs> she was touring. With Whitesnake, I know um, mm -hmm. uh, David Coverdale yeah. and Co. were actually touring Europe and had to cut it short because everybody everybody got COVID <laughs> allegedly. Um, <laughs> but it, but um, she was actually the touring basis for um, David Coverdale, and she's mm -hmm. married or dating Derek Green from Sepultura, so going back full circle. Oh, interesting. That. Yeah, there you go. So she's actually playing with him. So look her up, everybody. Tanya O'Callaghan. And jump onto our website because there's a lot of testimonials on our website, and you've got all these stellar musicians talking about how good she is as a bass player. And I actually connect with her on um, Instagram, and I just sent her a note. So she could be a future guest. I think she's got a couple of stories in there. That would be, hey man, look, look at you. See, look at this is why we got Tom on Aftershocks. Look at it. Look at this information. This is journalism, people. <laughs> this is what it's all about. I love it, Tom. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, and I agree. You know. Um, she is a great bassist, and I'm, I, I didn't know though that she was uh, on this record or, or playing with yeah. it. So that's fantastic. Full that's disclosure: I wasn't aware until a couple of weeks ago because I do take mm -hmm. I do take notice of um, you know, Bruce's solo stuff. I do like it. You know, the, his last couple of releases have been solid. But uh, yeah, and she's I mean, I, you've watched a couple of videos with her, and David Coverdale speaks glowingly of her, um, and uh, she's just a mover and a shaker. She looks awesome. She got a style. You know, she 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 doesn't pick. She plays with her finger, so she brings a kind of an extra kind of deep groove to it. But um, if that if Bruce Dickinson is coming through town and that solo band, I am not missing that. And if I get sure. connected with Tanya and play the Irish card and wave the flag, you never know, dude. I might get a backstage. You <laughs> just might, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just give her a little bit of water for Crystal, man. I sure you'll be there right you back there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got it right here. There you go. go. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my track of the week now. Uh, this comes it. from uh, a band. You know, I you know I don't I I don't know how you know people. I'm a big fan of this band. They've got they, they just released their sixth LP this year in October called Stone, um, mm -hmm. and it, it's a band Baroness, and the track is called Beneath the Rose. Now Baroness, um, I don't know if a lot of people know they were actually you know this is a band that's been Grammy nominated too. 
They were nominated for Grammy back in 2015 for their song yep. Shock Me. Um, an interesting story, too, about Baroness. I'm, I'm going to bring up just the album cover, too. Um, this is the, the album uh, called Stone. So the singer, guitarist singer, John Baisley, he's also, you've probably seen album covers like this. There's a lot of metal bands mm-hmm. that have these sort of this sort of artistry on their on their album covers, and he's the guy that does all this. He's a, he's not just a great musician, but he's also looks like a uh, mastodon you know. cover or something, doesn't it? It has that. Kind it, of it's a lot, well, you know, they're you know they're from so they're from Georgia. They're from Savannah, um, yeah. and so if you there's a lot of there was this big scene that came out around the mid to late two thousands out of out of Savannah uh, bands, um, which kind of you know I guess like they kind of stemmed off of mastodon if you want to call that because a lot of them are progressive, sure. sort of like you know Baroness who do definitely have. A, a Mastodonish type of sound, that progressive metal type of sound. Um, but yeah, he does a lot of bands. Like I said, all those bands down in Georgia, he was doing all those bands. He's done a lot of European bands, Cavello Talk out of Norway. I know he did a bunch of their albums, a yep. bunch of bands. He does album covers. So if you see this, ever see this sort of artistry, that's him. You know, and Baroness, you know, was a band that, you know, it's interesting because right as they were peaking around 2012, they were really starting to, really take off and like i said right after that they did get nominated for a grammy but they were involved in a just major bus accident uh in england where literally they, the the bus they were on fell 30 feet off a bridge yeah that's you know i don't know if you remember that story yeah and so story, it's yeah. I do. yeah and so these guys were almost i most of the band all left after that i mean they just i guess they they suffered some really serious mm-hmm. you know uh back issues and so forth so they couldn't play anymore but he was he he looked at he I think he just he broke a few you know obviously bones and he was hurt for a while himself but he regrouped and sure. this is to me the strongest record I think to me to date uh, they did some different things on here vocally and everything so um, like I said very proggy metal band if you're into that this is something you should definitely check out and like I said the song is called Beneath the Rose uh, I think an album that just hasn't really you know, you know, it just haven't got talked about too much this year, and we see that with a lot of great bands, sure. man, because there's so much music out there. It just comes out right five minutes later, it's done. And this is to me one of those albums that just wasn't talked about much. So I want to go ahead and play the song here. I'm going to play the video for Beneath the Rose. So we're going to start things off though uh, with Bruce Dickinson's new song uh, right here on AfterShocks. Check it out. Mm-hmm. 